Hi, I'm Jack Doyle from uh, Top Gear Driving School. We have been running a number of podcasts over the last couple of weeks and the feedback has been quite phenomenal actually um, and really encouraging. So much so that I've actually learned myself from the feedback. I had initially planned that the uh, idea of the podcast would be that we take the fear and the stress out of driving for people and build their confidence. And that's true and that's what we want to do. However, I've also learned from the feedback that people found it really helpful in so much as it was like doing the lesson again in their own time, in their own room, uh, you know, where they can just go back over what we said, play it, it themselves in their own time. And I understand that now because I can see how it's really difficult when you're doing a lesson and your focus is on the driving and changing gears and slowing the car down and accelerating away from lights and turning right or turning left. That a lot of what I'm saying during the course of the lesson isn't going to get through. And how could it? Because your attention and focus is solely on as it should be. I mean, I'm not going to tell you to stop and listen to me. You're on a road in a killing machine and you must control that machine. And that's what we're here to do. But if you can come back after the lesson, as I say, in your own home with a cup of coffee and listen to the podcast, you will see that it actually does help you to fully understand what we're trying to achieve on the lesson. And to that end, what we have decided to do at this uh, end of things is to do a podcast for each lesson, each one of the 12. And you will be able to go back over them again in your own time. So if you've got to lesson six and you want to go back to lesson two and understand again, just to make it more clear for you as, you know, how do we focus on turning? Where do we position ourselves on turning? It's there for you. And you just go to lesson two, lesson 12, lesson four, whatever you need or feel you need to help you. And that's why they're there. And that's why um, it's important. So let's talk about lesson one. I covered an awful lot of what should be covered in lesson one when we spoke about the primary controls. And we talked about the um, accelerator and what it does by bringing up the speed and controlling the flow of energy to the engine. And that's all it does. We then talked about the gears. We talked about the clutch and the brake. Why is the brake only about two centimetres? Because it's an emergency tool. And if you understand that from the beginning, then you're not going to be jumping on it. But there was other parts of lesson one that we do need to focus on. Um, Understanding your car, right? What does that actually mean? So there's a bonnet check. Now on the bonnet check, they're looking for four things, right? The... um, where the oil goes, where your brake fluid goes, where your water for your coolant goes, and the wipers. Okay, I'm not a mechanic, I don't want to be a mechanic, but I do need to understand the very basics, and they are the basics, right? Because if you don't put oil in your car, you're going to have a major problem down the road. If you'll excuse the pun. The second thing that um, you need to understand fully from the first lesson is your secondary controls. If you don't know how to put on your wipers, or if your windscreen is dirty and you don't know how to wash it. You're a danger on the road. You must understand that. You must know how this machine works. What are the different components in there do and how to um, uh, use them? Where are the lights? How do I turn my lights on? Again, if you're in very heavy fog or heavy rain or very um, heavy snow, how do I put on my fog lights? Where are they? I should know this. 
right? Because again, if you don't, you're irresponsible and you're a danger on the road. So we go through the secondary controls and sit in the car and work them yourself. Again, you don't even have to be on the road. You can help do this in the driveway. Yeah, but you must understand how these things work. The next thing in lesson one is what would make the car unroadworthy? And there's a number of things. Now, one of the ones that sort of amazes me is your insurance disc. There's a green bar that runs down the side of the insurance disc. If that's not on it, the test won't take place and you won't get your money back. That's just a fact. I've been, I know of three cases in the last um, month where that's happened. So check, make sure when you get your, insur- uh, tax, uh, your, sorry, your insurance disc that that green strip is there and it's visible. The test won't take place and your car is unroadworthy if either of your brake lights at the back, the ones on the side, aren't working. The test won't take place and your car is unroadworthy if either of your indicators are working, front or back. You won't get your money back. So you must make sure that you understand that your car is roadworthy by checking these things. Not just for the test, but all the time. You do a check every two weeks. Just walk around the car, put your indicators on, they're working. Ask somebody to stand behind you and check to see that your brake lights are working. They're working. Your car is roadworthy. Next thing we would need to consider is, right, uh, the car itself, right? How you've set your mirrors, how you've set uh, your seat, how you've set your steering column. So when we're setting our mirrors, what are we looking for? We're looking for a third of the car and two thirds of the road. Why? Because if I can't see my car, I don't know what's coming up behind me. I have no place to uh, reference He's coming, he's coming, he's coming, but I don't know where he is. If I can see him in my mirror, now I can gauge whether it's safe to move out or whether I must wait. And we set our mirrors right and left, the two wing mirrors right and left, to make sure that I can see a third of my car and two thirds of the road. Now, I ask this question of everybody. When you're walking down the road, how often do you check your mirrors? And the answer is you don't because you don't have them. So we're putting a whole new process in place. And to do that, it takes work and it takes effort on your part. You must check your mirrors every 10 seconds. People say to me, but you're telling me all the dangers outside the car and I must keep my focus on the road. Look up into the road. Isn't that what you said, Declan? That's exactly what I said. But if you scan your mirrors, you'll see it would take you about a quarter of a second to do the three of them. We're not putting on makeup. We're not parting our hair. We're just scanning our mirrors and making sure that it's safe. Checking out what's happening around me. So if it takes me a quarter of a second, I've only travelled 50 feet. So if I'm looking up into the road, there's nothing in that 50 feet. If there's something coming out from the right or the left or there's a child on a bike, I'm going to focus on that. I'm not going to take my eyes off to just check the mirrors. No, I focus on the road in front of me. And when I'm satisfied, it's safe to check. One, two, three, less than a second. And that's hugely important. Okay, but as I say, we don't have mirrors, so we need to train our minds to do that every 10 seconds and constantly remind yourself what's happening. All the danger is outside the car. All the danger, all the driving is outside the car. And I have no control outside the car. So that's why my attention needs to be out there. Okay, so we're looking for, make sure we're not blindsided when we check our mirrors, but we're also positioning ourselves on the road. So in my right mirror, I can see the line in the middle of the road. In my left, I can see the curb or the double yellow lines 
and I'm constantly checking to see where they are because there's not, they don't build roads in a straight line. There's bends and curves. And if I'm driving straight, I'm never going to be on my side, so I need to constantly check where I am. So I use our mirrors for two purposes. A, to make sure I'm not blindsided, and B, where am I on the road? So this would be how we set ourselves up on lesson one. We understand what's under the bonnet. It's a basic, but it is there, right? The oil, brake fluid, clutch and windscreen wiper. We understand our secondary controls, how they work, what they're there for, how they help us to gather information, to give information. We set our mirrors and we set them so we can see and make sure we're not going to be blindsided also where we are in the road. And we've also discussed as to what would make the car unroadworthy. And we've gone through that with the indicators and brakes and making sure that they're all functioning properly. The final piece of the jigsaw would be your tyre thread depth. Why is that important? Because it's 1.6. What do the tyres do? They give you traction. And if they're bald, as they are euphemously known as, or less than 1.6, that traction isn't there and your stopping distance is going to be all over the place. So we need to understand why it is that 1.6 to give us the traction to stop the car in time in an emergency. I hope that was helpful and um, uh, I look forward to seeing you for lesson two shortly. Thank you for your attention. Declan Doyle, Top Gear Driving School.